self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing. We are Conversation Con Artists. What's going on? It's your boy, Mr. On Point. And I am Calamity Red. And we are Conversation Con Artists back for another episode. I want to let y'all know to go check out the website, www.conversationconartistswithans.com. Go on there to check out our links to all the stories we talked about this week. All of the links to our old and current episode, as well as going over to the left, hovering over the mail icon and leaving us a little feedback, subscribing to our newsletter, or just sending us some input. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at red underscore calamity. And we also still have our listener letter portion of the show. And we only have one letter this week. Um, if you would like for us to answer your question on the show, all you have to do is send it in through the website or you can send it to our Gmail account directly, which is conversation con artist with an S at gmail.com. And the one letter that we have is about how to correct people, which is right up my alley. So um, this is what it says. My one black coworker, my one, no, my one black employee is always using words slightly out of context in staff meetings. For example, I garner, we all share the same opinion. I feel like I should tell him, but I don't know how to broach the subject. Any advice? Um. I mean, you just have to be direct. I had a cousin that would do this shit. Like he would learn a word or he would hear somebody else use a word but wouldn't bother to learn the meaning of the word and would end up saying it like in a way that made no sense at all and it just looks stupider than if he just used a, a basic word so i mean the thing about it is nobody likes to be corrected so i feel like in, in however you say it they're not gonna probably like it they would probably take offense i would think but you still need to do it Trying to help you out. You sound stupid in the meetings. <laughs> well, I think there's a dynamic at play. First, we're talking about an employee-employer. Yeah. So, we're talking about somebody in a position of authority. So, if that employer is representing you somehow, then it may be important to address that situation. Now, there is also a difference as to whether this is a Wall Street meeting or a Burger King meeting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it makes a difference. In the context of where you at, you know. <laughs> so I mean, if this person is using crazy language at a Burger King meeting, don't nobody give a damn. I doubt somebody <laughs> saying Garner at Burger King. Though no shade to Burger King burgers, but I'm just I, that don't really sound like language that would like. I didn't been in Burger King before. I ain't never heard nobody in there saying shit like Garner. But I don't know. I I think you just have to be direct. I mean, obviously pull them to the side. Don't do it in the meeting because that shit's not going to go over well. But I would just pull them to the side and be like, listen, you know, I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about your vocabulary. I don't know. I don't think you're the one. I don't think you should. If you have to ask a question as to whether you should do it or not, you're not the person to do it. Somebody else is going to do it. Somebody else is going to correct them. Because they ain't gonna ask nobody. They just gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna say, What the heck what word is you meaning to use? <laughs> Garn what the huh? <laughs> That's what it's gonna be. Basically. I think they're asked it is an awkward thing. It is. Like again, correcting somebody's grammar, 
is not an easy thing to do because no matter how nicely you do it, most people don't like to be corrected. They just don't, or they don't like to be told that they're wrong. Like you use this incorrectly. Like they don't like that shit. So that makes it kind of hard to do. But if it, it would bother me, if every time we have a staff meeting, you and him saying shit that don't make sense, that would bother me enough that I would have to say something. Like it was just great on my nerves. Like I probably could ignore it once or twice, but if you do this shit every meeting, we're going to have to have a talk. Like, look, I'm just telling you this because ain't nobody else gonna come up and tell you, but I don't want you, you know, sounding stupid in these meetings. Like, you using these words incorrectly. I'm sorry. Like, look, I'm doing one or two things. I'm either going to tell you right up, straight up, you know, using that shit wrong, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm either gonna tell you like that, or I'm gonna be like, I think we all garner. Don't we? <laughs> Would you say so, employee that used that word? Do we garner often? <laughs> I'm gonna be like, I don't know. That want to make them think. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Oh, they gonna say they not using the word right because <laughs> they believe it means something. Because they, be- yeah. I mean, they obviously think they know what it means. I mean, I just wonder if this an isolated thing or if it always happened with this person with different words. So are they using like one word? Like that make a difference too. This I always use the words out of context in staff in staff in staff meetings. So this happens with this person all the time. It sounds like like they every time we have a meeting and you and you gonna speak in the meeting, you want to sound intelligent, so you using these larger words, but you don't know what they mean. So you using them incorrectly, which makes you look even more stupid. Listen, if. This is an alternative way of dealing with the issue. You can... I'm a master. I don't use it often, but I'm a master of passive aggression. (laughs) What you can do is before this person gets to work, you put a definition and an used example on their desk. They don't know where it came from. (laughs) I mean, clearly they can deduce that it had to be somebody in the meeting when I use this word. So if you're the only person in the meeting with them that would do this thing, not a good idea. (laughs) But... If it's a whole team of employees in this place, do it. That is hilarious. Passive aggression. That's pinpoint it's passive aggression. Dream passive <laughs> That's hilarious. Every time he use a crazy word, that's what you do. <laughs> he just put a definition on his desk. What an example. This is how it's supposed to be used. Exactly. Look, you win, he win. Everybody win. You don't got to look rude like a jerk. He gets some vocabulary lessons unsolicited, <laughs> and everybody's happy. <laughs> oh, passive aggression! <laughs> but yeah, that's, I'm good at telling other people how to use passive aggression. That is hilarious. Uh, that was the only question that we got this week. Um, again, if you would like for us to answer your question on the show, just send it in to conversationconartist.com, or you can send it to our Gmail directly, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. And I believe that we're going to get right on into the show. So we're going to start with some unnatural selection. And let's talk about these DMs. Because it does, in fact, go down in the DM, apparently. Uh, Ever since Nick Young and and that whole he got snitched out shit happened. um, Apparently a whole lot of NBA folks out here doing sneaky shit in folks' DMs. And I don't understand. So... First, it was LeBron James, um, some Instagram model, and I use model very loosely. Um, like, she posted a screen capture of him. I, I mean, his wasn't that bad. I think he said, like, what up to her and her DMs, and she was like, what? You know, she you know, he, she took it as him trying to holler at her or whatever. So that one wasn't so bad. Then shortly after that, 
Um, Shannon Brown, who is Monica's husband. Monica, the single Monica? Yes. He, um, another Instagram model posted screen caps of a conversation she had with him in her DMs of him talking about, you know, I got people policing my timeline and asking her where she was going to be and all of this shit. Monica hadn't really said nothing, but I just, here's my thing. What I don't understand about these ball players, like what what you think gonna happen? You think you gonna get in these girls DM and they not gonna take this opportunity to get their fifteen minutes of fame out this shit? Like, what you think gonna happen? You think you really gonna be able to carry on a relationship with some bitch you met on Instagram and nobody's gonna find out? She just gonna keep quiet. She's just gonna be so grateful that she's talking to you that she not gonna say shit to nobody about it. Like I just don't. It's stupid to me. It, it makes no sense. And while Monica seems like a very sweet girl, Monica from Bankhead. Monica hood as shit. And I just feel like at the end of the she day. She used to date C-Murder. She used to date Young Buck. Rocco. She got two kids by fucking Rocco. I mean. So Shannon Brown is either he is high on the spectrum or just, he just hood we don't know about. <laughs> like I just don't. I don't. I don't get it. Like to me, that's just really stupid of you. To put yourself in a position where that you leave all of this evidence and you think that these women are not gonna take advantage of this. Like I had this juicy piece of of information that I know people are gonna want to know about, and I know people would love to 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 get a hold of, and I know I could sell this to the highest bidder. Why wouldn't I? I don't have no loyalty to you. You just some motherfucker that got in my DMs. Like, I, of course, why would I not use that to further my career if I feel like that's what's gonna happen? Like I just don't understand it. My perspective on the situation is that these women should be aware that these men have assassin money. <laughs> <laughs> they can pay crackheads off to knock you off quick. So you better be careful who you're dealing with. I mean, didn't um, when Kobe, when all of this shit happened with Kobe, weren't people like threatening that girl? The one he had the whole situation I with? I have no idea. I feel like that's what happened. I feel like people were threatening her and she had to like go into hiding it was so long ago i can't remember you just never know who people protecting out here i mean but my thing is i don't understand why it's worth it you know what i'm saying like i feel like you you know that there's a very good possibility that this shit is gonna come out you don't have control over what this person does with these messages that you sent to them why why would you do that like why for what what is the purpose of this like listen athletes <laughs> if you want to get some strange if you want side pieces <laughs> this is what you do okay first off you go to back page oh all right? shit and you don't be yourself you got to be somebody else you got to be somebody else <laughs> up until they see you and when they see you you gotta have a fake mustache that <laughs> curl up on the ends a monocle and a top hat that's gonna throw them off they ain't gonna know who you are <laughs> and then when they think they know who you are then just let them know i'm not that person <laughs> even though you got all the same tattoos the same physique and you I probably just, got on yeah. the attire from your team <laughs> deny it do like shaggy it wasn't me on the court it wasn't me 
Yeah, but these back page bitches be robbing folks. Like, you go thinking that you finna get some strange and then she got her boys in the hotel room waiting for you and they knock your ass out and take your money. Like, back page is dangerous. It's a dangerous place. Well, it depends on which dangerous you in. Are you are you want to deal with Monica or you want to deal with the possibility of being set up and getting bust over the head from back page? It depends. Both of them dangerous, you potentially. Right. You're right. Cause and this media backlash, the media is dangerous. Yeah. Oh, because people love Monica. And Monica always, I follow her on Instagram. She constantly posts the pictures of him and the kids and trying to portray this extremely happy family. And, you know, people love Monica. And it, that's exactly, I had a conversation with one of my friends about this because, as we know, Kobe just retired and played his last game or whatnot. And the thing about it is he's going to be known for being a exceptional basketball player, but he is also also gonna be known for fucking that white girl and buying his wife a four million dollar ring. Like that's gonna that's just as much a part of his legacy as the basketball. Man, I, don't, I don't even think that's the biggest part of his legacy. The biggest part of the, his legacy is he told on Shaq. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that the biggest too. part. Like I think <laughs> on the hierarchy, out. it's great player just because he got separated from that situation rather quickly somehow. Like. When they bring up all of these other people that have done things and done... Kobe name never come up in that yeah. stuff. Rock, ben Roethlisberger name come up. Uh, Ray Carruth name. Oh, fuck Ray. The Ray tried to... Ray killed her, though. He had her killed. Yeah, he had her killed. What, what was the dude named it? The elevator dude? Oh, Ray shit. Ray Rice? Ray Rice. They names always coming up. Kobe name never comes up. So, I don't know who he paid to keep his name out of all of these situations. Well, I think... The the situations you just talked about were all violent ass. You know what I'm saying? He cheated. I mean, but I they names still come up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but I'm just saying Kobe name never come up. Yeah. about this stuff. You know, it never come up. But on the hierarchy, it's great athlete because he distanced himself from that stuff. Snitched on Shaq. <laughs> cheated. Bought four million dollar ring. <laughs> but that snitching on some Shaq part, that's up there for people. He bought somebody else into it. Yeah. He tore up broke code. They were partners. He tore up a team. You know, he split up a team. Yeah. You know, created a, a bad relationship with the dude that he was playing, you know, games with. <laughs> Caused problems with him and Phil Jackson. Like, that snitching part did a lot of damage. Yeah, it did. I mean, I just think, I don't, I think people don't. I feel like, because this is what I think happened with Kobe. I think some of these people get to a certain level and feel like they're above or it's, that, that ain't going to happen to me, right? Like, she ain't going to do that to me. Yes, the fuck she is. Like, yes, she's going to tell the whole world. Like, why wouldn't she? You got to understand your audience. Like, this is somebody who is taking half-naked pictures and putting them on Instagram and calls herself a fucking Instagram model. What the fuck do you expect from her? You think that she's going to, like, just keep this a secret between the two of you? She going to sit on this potential gold mine of it? No, that's not what's going to happen. That It's just stupid. It doesn't make any sense. Um, Monica hadn't said anything. Like, she, she had some cryptic-ass um, message on Instagram with a, a video of her kids playing, but... She really hadn't like came out and said anything, and neither has he. he. He's not denied it, and it ain't been confirmed or denied. But I just it's a lot of that happening. So uh, my advice to athletes is stay out of these bitches DMs. Just don't do that. Don't leave a, a trail of evidence behind you. Don't do this shit. Like don't leave evidence. 
I I also wanted to say that for the old school people out there, DM is <laughs> inbox. And if you're a little bit older, DM is Yahoo private chat room. <laughs> it's the same. It's all the same. Basically. It's just a new version of DM is direct message. Basically. And if you're too old, if you're too old, then it's, you know, tie a note to the pigeon leg, the carrier pigeon, <laughs> and send them out the window to, to the destination. Like... I doubt though, the old. people in that age bracket are listening. I don't. They probably they don't know how to work no damn. Exactly, they don't know how to get to this, so they they're probably not listening. But yeah. you know, Godspeed to them. Uh, I like Monica, and I thought her interesting. I mean, it, it just show you. And, and I don't. I the only person right now in the league that it would surprise me if it came out that he was cheating, and this is just because him and his wife just seem so wholesome. Would be Steph Curry. That would be it. Like he, if he, if it came out that he was in somebody's DM, I'd be like, "Oh shit!" Like really? Like for real? That would kind of surprise me. I feel like. Did you see that interview where she like came up and was like, "Bitch"? <laughs> well, she didn't say "bitch," but she she made she it very it well known. Basically, like she gave her a death step. <laughs> you need to back up. Yeah. He's he's spoken for. We're married. We got two kids. I need you to just calm down. Yeah, I saw that. I got this little nine in my purse. <laughs> like she, she ain't scared. She ain't. She ready. She's not. She, she, she's ready to keep a hold of of Steph. So he right now is the only person that that was surprised him and Chris Bosh only because. And I know people are gonna disagree with me on this, but I am still convinced that Chris Bosh is gay and his wife is a beard. So I would be surprised if he cheated as well with a woman. With a woman. Now, if it came out some <laughs> shit about him and a dude, I would be like, okay, that makes but sense. But nobody would I ever suspect it. that. Who would? They, they have secret lingo. Oh, yeah. Hey, man, you want to go shoot ball today? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's go shoot ball. Oh, yeah, ball. no. He wouldn't get caught up in the DMs like that. <laughs> but, I mean, if somebody, like, I don't know, saw him out, snuggled up with some nigga, I don't know. Like, that I, I wouldn't be surprised by. But if he was, like, caught cheating with some woman... That I would have find very difficult to believe. So him and Steph Curry is about it. Everybody else is. I'm not surprised. Like, I I don't think I could like date like a professional like that. This I can't. I'm not because I'm not gonna be okay with you out here fucking other people. I'm just not. And I know that once that happens, like I wouldn't. Kobe wife. Hell no. We that's it. I can't trust you. You still gotta play basketball. You still gotta be gone. I don't trust you at this point. And it just wouldn't work. I don't think that I would be. I don't have a personality to date like a, a professional athlete because you know they have vaginas thrown at them all the time. And I'm the kind of person once you show me that I can't trust you, I'm not gonna fucking trust you. Period. Point blank. End of story. Like I'm that person that if I if if my husband cheats on me, we're not going to marriage counseling. We're gonna get divorced. Like I ain't trying to work out shit. It's done. Mm mm. Cause I don't feel like at this point it's up to me. Like you fucked it up, so I don't feel like I should have to. I why I'm not gonna work at this. No, Mm-mm. I think for anybody, anybody that wants to have sex with multiple women or relationships with multiple women, there are some different ways you can go about that. First, you can dabble in polyamory. <laughs> you don't know what that is. It's the idea that you can love multiple people and go that way. That comes with a lot of more strings. You can have an open relationship. Open relationship. If the woman and the man, if both of y'all are okay with that, have an open relationship. 
if it's just about sex, find you a woman that likes to swing or a man that likes to swing. Go swing, which is go have sex with multiple people in groups and all of that. Or if you want to enjoy all of those things without anything attached, be single. There you go. And be upfront there it is. about your intentions and do that. If you don't have a committed relationship, then nobody in your DMs, in your inbox, in your <laughs> Yahoo chat private message will ever be able to use that against you. No. Because you're a free person. Yep. It's only when you're in a committed relationship that you've chosen to be in that you go and do these extramarital things or extra relationship things if you're not married. Is it an issue? Don't do that. It's stupid. I don't understand. Like, that just seems like a whole lot to deal with you know what i'm saying like like trying to keep up with multiple relationships that shit ties me out thinking about it you got to try to keep this one from finding out about that one and remember that you did this with her and you told her you was gonna do like I ain't, that just sound tiresome that just sound like a lot it sound like a whole lot of shit like i can't it's too much it's a lot to deal with i don't understand it's a whole lot you know so i don't know godspeed to them i guess we'll see uh, how that works out but like like I said, LeBron's was just kind of like, what up? He just said hey to it. It wasn't, I mean, it, it, it didn't look as bad as Shannon shit. Shannon shit was like a whole conversation, so. But a, a, a large part of it is, is magnified. Because if I were a celebrity and I was in a relationship and I was communicating with somebody that I had not communicated with in a long time, I would probably say, hey, what's up? Yeah. It might not even have anything to do with, you know, anything relationship or extramarital yeah. or any of that stuff. So I think a part of that dialogue starts to get into what is even appropriate now at this point. Yeah. Is he can't is he not expected to even communicate in the smallest, tiny ways with females because of being a celebrity in the limelight now? Like, can he not say, hey, what's up to anybody, whether it's well-intentioned or not i mean i don't know about instagram models i feel like instagram models are kind of off they 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 no i just don't think that i mean he could have known her previously i don't think that was the case i think because this is a young girl like i think he just saw her and thought she was cute and said what's up like i don't know that he had like any intentions to go any further than that i don't know but i don't know I just think it's a bad idea to be getting in these bitches DMs. That's my <laughs> I just have a feeling that this I know that this is just a recurring theme with women that date celebrities. Yeah. Like your man is a celebrity. This don't justify anything, but y'all gonna have to be like Eva Longoria did Tony Parker. Just go everywhere with him. <laughs> she was sitting everywhere. next to him on the flight <laughs> in the hotel. Probably got a as smart watches came out. Ooh, she know where he at every minute. She probably got a smart. She probably got like smart watch modules, NFC chips on his shoes. He don't even know nothing about it. <laughs> she was everywhere with him. But I, I mean, that it's sad. But I feel like it kind of has to be that way. If, if especially with like the the a basketball player like him, like they're they're going from city to city. They're around all of these different people. Like that's what I'm saying. I know I don't know how willing I would be to like trust somebody in a situation like that. So I I mean I could become famous tomorrow, and I just don't think that would be for me. Like dating a professional athlete, that ain't that's not necessarily for me. Like 
I just don't think I had the personality to be able to maintain that relationship in a healthy way. You talking about passive aggressiveness. Like, nah, I don't think I had a personality for that. I just don't. I mean, I think if a celebrity, if a woman celebrity, she can come down here and take me. <laughs> I'll be faithful. <laughs> I'll cook. I'll do everything. Like, I think celebrities <laughs> should find regular people. <laughs> I think celebrities should find regular people. Yeah, I am with that, you. Look. People that start off with this sense of needing to maintain but as they grow that goes away after a while yeah. and now you're just in a healthy relationship Look, Idris Elba if you listening I will be your regular girl <laughs> I'm right here I'm willing I can cook I can clean you know I'm cool like it'll work <laughs> it'll work I don't know come on El Varner <laughs> come on I don't know if you're in a relationship or not but I'm a regular dude. These are issues you won't have to worry about. I DM, inbox, Yahoo, per private chat message. I don't do that. <laughs> Not after you come. <laughs> Not after you come. <laughs> oh, but Godspeed to, to those relationships. And I guess we'll see what happens, uh, how it unfolds. But um, the next thing that I have is uh, Rachel Dolezal is getting a book deal to write about being black problem is this bitch ain't black like i just this it upsets me because i'm somebody that likes to write and as somebody that likes to write and can appreciate you know the work that authors put into books i know that there are a lot more fucking deserving people than rachel dolezal to have this book deal and it, it just why who cares how what you gonna tell me about being black I am black. I am a black female in America. You're a white lady that pretended to be black for some years. Like, are you going to tell me what it was like to pretend to be black? Why would I give a fuck about that? And the the thing about it that really irritates me is that that shit is going to probably be a, a New York Times bestseller. Do you know what? what the name of the book is? No, I don't know that she's got. I think she just got the deal. They just inked the deal. I don't know that the book has a name yet. Okay. So it might not be about her. Talking about what how to be black. What the fuck else would it be about? It's a whole bunch of different. What else is anybody going to want to hear from her? Her whole claim to fame at this point is being the white lady who pretended and 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 was able to to blend in with black folks for years and nobody knew about it. What else would they allow her to write about and give her a book deal for? I mean, it's it's like six or seven different paths of how to write this book that can go down that would either reinforce her delusion and we understand oh damn she really thinks she's black or she understands that she's not black and she's just given a biased probably misguided perception of what she thinks black is or it could be her specific brand of what she thinks black is that could be rooted in delusion or it could be just what she genuinely believes i don't think that she it just is because she's still doing it have you seen like she's still doing it she's still rocking braids like she's still doing it even though she's been like found out she's still doing the shit so i don't know how i don't know that she knows <laughs> not black or that she understands that she is not black like because she's still like she looks today like she did when the shit first broke like she still is doing the tanning she's still rocking the braids and shit like she's still doing all of that shit like she didn't stop she didn't go back to being becky like she's still doing it even now now this is a very biased opinion 
<laughs> from me. <laughs> You're being okay. I can't wait because you don't know. You usually aren't biased, so let's hear because it. Because <laughs> clearly, I only have one experience. But damn it, if I was white, I want to be black as hell too. <laughs> I would not. We're now cool. clearly, it's biased because I only know how it feels yeah. to be black. Yeah. Just like I'll say, if I were a woman, I'd be a lesbian because I love women so much. I just don't know. I don't know. I've never been in the other shoes. So it's like, if I was, I can say if I was that thing, I'd be different. But in my head, I mean, I want to be black too. Now, I I don't know what I would do. I feel, okay, so I will say this. I, I, know, I know most people are gonna disagree with this. I do feel like I feel like white people admire. I don't know if that's the right word. A lot of things about us in our culture, they don't want to be black, right? Because they don't want the shit that come along with that, right? But like, bitches are rocking cornrows <laughs> now. They're constantly tanning themselves. They. <laughs> You know, getting lip injections and shit now, and ass inject like the shit that we that comes naturally to us is being coveted and sought after. So, to a certain extent, I mean, I think most white people might <laughs> maybe they do feel that way. She the only one who actually like was like, I'm gonna be black though. Like, I want to be black, and I'm gonna fucking be black. Like, that whole thing is still very strange to me that she she did it like. She completely immersed herself, you know, like this bitch was, she was like over one of the WACP group, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she went all the way. Like she taught African-American studies. Yes, she did. Like, Like she's doing more. She was doing hair. I mean, she's doing more (laughs) as a white black person than black people, a lot of black people do. Yes. So, I don't know, man. I'm not justifying anything she do or saying that it's right. Personally, I believe everybody can do whatever they want to do. I really don't give well, a rat's ass. Thing. But, here, but that's not true. Because the opposite would never fucking happen. You would not be able to go and attempt to pretend to be white for a number of years. Like the shit, first of all. But people did that. People did that. Like fairer skinned people oh, yeah. passed for white tons of generations. Well, but I feel that was out of I don't know that it was because they wanted to be white as much as it was I'm gonna be treated better and I can use the white only shit if I, if I pass. As opposed to her, like just this just what she wanted to do. She just admired the culture, so she decided she was gonna become black. I cannot say white people are cool as shit. I wanna be white. I, I there's no way for me, one, my skin is not I'm I'm not even a fair skinned black person. You know what I'm saying? I'm chocolate. So one, that shit's not gonna happen. Like it's just not possible. The opposite would never be true. Like it it couldn't happen. It just fucking couldn't happen. Not now. Like I said, like back then I get it. Like it was self preservation. It was I'm gonna be treated better actually like a human being if I could pass for white as opposed to being black. But that wasn't her her reasoning. She just liked the culture or whatever the fuck like i don't know why she decided she wanted to be black i don't know maybe maybe that's how deeply she rejects her own culture but what it 
I guess. I, I guess it's just so hard for me to understand why why the dominating culture. <laughs> why would you want to reject that when you you're good? Like you you're gonna get treated better being your own culture as opposed to this culture you're pretending to be. You know what I'm saying? Like I just don't understand. I don't understand why she did this. Like I and I guess the book will explain that. And again, I bet it's gonna be a no. It's gonna be a New York bestseller. Watch. Black people and white people, because black people are curious about why the fuck she wanted to do this in the first place. And even though they don't agree with it, they're going to buy the book. Like, Man, I think there are a lot of white people that feel the same way she feel in terms of... Wiggers. They're called... No, that, uh, that's something different. <laughs> Wiggers is something way different. <laughs> Wiggers is... Wiggers is a anomaly. <laughs> Wiggers is a small group of this thing that I don't think nobody really like. <laughs> no. You know, nobody like white people don't like black people don't like them. They just <laughs> I give it to them that they're comfortable in their own skin. You gotta be to to, to pull <laughs> you gotta that be shit to do off. that. But I think white people are in this group of people that want to do more, don't know what else to do, yeah. don't know how to identify with black people, don't know how not to be viewed as racist just because of the color of their skin. You know, just because Rachel Dolezal was willing to go that deep into it to cause this much controversy, I think a lot of white people that don't really know how to do that thing or don't have the courage to do anything more because of what they can lose, I think they they have, some of them have a sulky existence of just being in a bad place. Because I always thought that the people that was treated the worst in like back in the early 1900s were white people that were allies of black people. Mm-hmm. Now, not in the general context of everybody as far as groups, because tomorrow that person can go to work and pretend like nothing is going on. But if they genuinely were a supporter of African-Americans back then, to the point that everybody in the community knew that you were, you probably wouldn't get no jobs. You no. couldn't hang out with the white people. You couldn't hang out with the black people. Yeah. And so I think there's a lot of people that are in that middle ground of not knowing what to do, not really knowing how to connect not knowing how to even contribute and she's doing something and I guess it gets to the point of is it cultural appropriation because she's not she's not taking anything for personal gain because she has immersed herself into pretending to be the culture that is always taken from you know what i'm saying so she wouldn't be gaining as a white person i know they had that issue where she filed a discrimination suit <laughs> you know what yes. i'm saying yeah but what is is it cultural appropriation i don't know what this is i think this is such a unheard of fucking thing like <clears throat> i don't know <laughs> like i don't know what you would call this because this it goes so much further than what you normally would think of as cultural appropriation. Like, again, she didn't really gain, again, she got treated worse, I'm sure, doing this than she would have just being white. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't understand. <laughs> but if being white, if you depressed being white because you white and because you can't connect to that culture, what's the next best step? Becoming black? I don't know, I mean, <laughs> what's, the ne- what's the next best step? I don't know. I, I don't. It, I mean, clearly, that is not an existence you want. But you also don't want to go in there pretending that you're black. 
No. No, you don't. <laughs> Mm-mm. I don't know. I don't. I think this is a very weird fucking situation. And quick sidebar, what is, is, what is Post Malone? Is he white? Post Malone? Is he black? Who is that? Oh, God. He you have need you, to Google this person. Have you heard that song? Um, I'm swagging, I'm swagging, I'm swagging on you. I'm saucing, I'm saucing. No. I mean, I heard some references on some. He website. looks white. I don't know what he is. Is my thing. I don't really. That's the only song I know by him. I think it's called White Iverson. I don't. I don't know anything else about him. I know he's touring with Justin Bieber right now, and he choked Justin Bieber out, or it's a story going around. And he choked Justin Bieber out. You see him? What uh, is he? He looked like white ODB. Yeah, he looked dirty, but I don't know. Look at him. Yeah, I know. I know. White ODB. So is he white? I don't know what he is. Because <laughs> like, the conversation about Wiggins just made me think about him because I don't know what he is. I don't I don't know. Does the one drop rule count? I mean, I if guess. If you got a great, great, great uncle that's black. I mean, I guess. Do it count on the other side? Like, if you a white person with well, one drop of black blood? I Well, technically, <laughs> I guess in the 40s, yeah. You yeah. Would. I don't fucking know. I don't know what he is. I, he's annoying. I hate that song. But him and Justin Bieber got into it. But that's neither here nor there. I just, that wigger made me think of him. Because I've been wondering to my, I need to look that up. Because I just, I'm just curious what he is. I can't tell. He It could go either way. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Rachel getting the book and I don't I don't know I feel like other people have stuff to say and, and wouldn't get this opportunity like what she's getting and so you think she is what Eminem what people say Eminem is to rap no cause one of Eminem one of Eminem quotes said uh, something like he, he would have as many fans as he does if he was black I don't believe that because I personally, I think Eminem is a lyrical genius. Like, I, I think lyrically he is very gifted. And so I don't know that it would change. My, my opinion on that wouldn't change black, white. Like, I've always just liked his way with words. Like, I don't agree with everything he say. But I've always, like, I just think he's good at what he does. I don't know that I feel that way about Rachel. <laughs> like... I don't mm -mm. like I never had a problem with Eminem because I, I feel like Eminem never tr was like a white boy trying to be black I felt like he was a white boy that could rap like he but, was still a white boy but what if she is good at what she does what is it that she fucking does is she good at being black because that's what I'm she saying. does <laughs> no what she does is whatever she's done for the NAACP and teaching African American studies but she could have done all of that and been white so what difference does it make that she's doing all of that the way that she's doing it with that other component? Because you just don't get to pretend to be black when it suits you. You don't get an opportunity to do that. If you decided today that you were tired of being black and you were tired of being profiled and you were tired, you don't get to flip flop. You know what I'm saying? That's not how that shit works. And so I think for me, it's just you using it because you can but at any given moment if she decides to not want to deal with the, the 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 shit that comes with being black she can just walk away from that i don't get that opportunity you don't get that opportunity like she could have just been herself and still there are, there are white people that are allies and they do good work and they don't have to pretend to be a black person to do it like 
they probably won't be as accepted as she was when people thought she was black but are you doing it for acceptance into the culture or are you doing it because you feel like that's what's right because if you're doing it because you just feel like this is what needs to happen then just fucking do it like i don't know i don't know that situation is just very weird to me and i just don't like that and it it's the same thing with Miley Cyrus. I said the same thing about Miley. Miley started trying to do all of this black shit and, and was twerking and da 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 da. My problem with that is one, it's not authentic. Again, Eminem, I don't I never felt like he was trying to be black. I felt like he was just a white boy who could rap. Miley Cyrus was just taking all of the things that she like it seemed like she thought was fun about black culture and was just like kinda having fun with it. At any given time, she can go back to being Hannah Montana, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, at any given time, she could go back and not have to deal with it. I don't get that opportunity. I'm going to be black my whole life, like, forever and always. So, I guess the I guess what it would be relevant is if she doesn't do that for the rest of her life. Yeah. If for the rest of her life, <laughs> she stay black <laughs> and take all of the negative that come with it and not use white as any cop-out. Yeah, if she don't do that anymore in her life outside of whatever that discrimination suit thing was for yeah. the university, if she don't do that again, then I guess she fall in the category because it's not a flip flop. Yeah, it's still fucking weird. I don't know. Of course, it's weird. It's just strange. Like again, that's just such a. I've never heard of anything like this before her. Like a white person pretending to be black for this long amount of time and committing to it the way that, this bitch still doing braids. I mean, she's still she was braiding other people. They probably fine. <laughs> <laughs> she probably fast. Her hands probably little. She probably know exactly what she doing. It's, with that hair. Her commitment to this has just been amazing. Um, but I, see I the know. way you say it. The way you say it is. Kind of like you're waiting for it to, waiting for it to stop. Because I just, I, I feel like at some point it is going to. Because I don't, I guess because I don't understand her reasoning for doing this. I feel like at some point she's going to get tired of it. Like, I don't know if it's like a phase. I, don't, I wouldn't call it a phase, but I just don't know that this is going to be something that she's just going to stick with. Like, I just don't, cause I don't understand it. So I think I can't wrap my mind around why she would want to be an elderly white lady who's still rocking cornrows or, or, or whatever the fuck. Like, I don't know. I just don't, I don't know. I, I don't believe that she's going to stick with it. So one day you think she's going to be like, okay, that was fun. Time to go get some parsnips and artichokes. <laughs> He's so racist. <laughs> These are Dave Chappelle jokes. That's not my racism. That's his. <laughs> I mean, she might. I don't. Because here's the thing. Now she's in the limelight for this. As opposed to before when she was just kind of doing it under the radar. So, I don't know. I just feel like at some point, maybe after the book deal... You know, maybe after she's become a New York best-selling author. I just think, because ain't nobody really going to be checking for her. I feel like it's just going to kind of die down. And I feel like you you would just run into her in Whole Foods. And she's just going to look like a regular white lady with her blonde hair and, and lighter skin because she'll stop tanning or whatever the fuck she's doing to make herself tan right now. So I, I don't think she's going to make a big production of it when the flop, ch when it happens. I think she's just going to do it. And nobody, because... At some point, this is going to die down. It actually had died down before she got this fucking book deal announced back in the, the media again. But I think she will, and, and we just won't know about it. Like, I think she'll just go back. 
and and live her life and I don't know. I think until she's running as the first black female president. If that look, well, you know what? I would say that would never happen, but Donald Trump is running, so what the fuck? Maybe it will. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. Or oh, the first white perpetrating black female president <laughs> that can do some fire ass braids in your hair. <laughs> that bitch keep braids in her hair. You hear me? Oh my god, she keep her hair braided. Um, but the last thing that I have is Erica Badu. Erica Badu. Um, put out a series of tweets and essentially she was saying that our young queens and, and as in our young girls need to dress in a way that is not going to distract the teachers from being able to teach them male teachers specifically now here's my problem with this I am sick and tired of people acting like men are these wild fucking animals and we gotta do all we can to help y'all control your goddamn selves that's not how this works my child does not have an obligation to make her teacher do his fucking job. She does not have an obligation to make sure he's not staring at her ass or trying to keep her after school or doing any kind of inappropriate shit. If he's doing that and looking on the, at these girls in, in an inappropriate way, then he's a fucking pedophile. I get tired. I feel like it's, it's just blaming the victim because here's the thing. If you look up female teacher having sex with students, that shit happens a whole lot. So then what do you tell our boys? What do the boys need to do differently so that they're not being preyed on by these women teachers? What do they need to do? Do they need to not wear form-fitting, you know, do their shirts need to be real baggy? Like, what what do we need to tell them? Because the shit happens on the other end of things. But the difference is that, oh, she's sick. She must be sick. This woman must be sick to be having sex with these little boys. But the men, oh, these girls dressing half naked, what do you think is going to happen? Because they can't fucking control themselves, but the women are sick. I just don't understand the double standard. Well, I mean, with the example that you use, women get a year of probation for doing this, and men get locked up for 25 years <laughs> for doing it. So the men get much more dire consequences they for do. that thing if they do it. Women get worse of stigmatization, though, I feel like. Because they're crazy, like... They'll rationalize the men like, oh, these young girls are dressing in a certain way, but it ain't all oh, the young boys are flirting with these teachers and she just couldn't control herself. Like, how much do you think she going to be able to take before she, just, you know, it never is that. But it's the same way with like rape victims. Don't wear short skirts. Don't wear this because you're going to attract this attention. And what do you think is going to happen? Like, you keep your fucking hands to yourself. Unless I tell you to touch me. I don't care what I have on. Like, I just don't believe by this that men are so unable to control themselves that if they see some legs <laughs> that it just makes them lose their shit and they can't do anything but but go because the thing about it rape is about power and control because women in the islamic culture that are covered from head to fucking toe still get raped and it has nothing to do with how attractive they are that's a power and control thing and so i'm just bothered by you saying oh the girls need to dress in a way that's not going to be a distraction why are you so easily distracted like I I got somewhat of a different perspective. I think that it's a couple of things. The first thing is that in a society, misogynist society, where men have been able to have what they want and take what they want, we do know that there are plenty of men that implant themselves in different systems to be predators, mm -hmm. you know, to be that. And so that's part one. The part two is 
this is the hard part of this dialogue for me. This is the very hard part of this dialogue for me. And I discovered this, the difficulty of this dialogue with the Ray Rice situation. With the domestic violence stuff with when Stephen A. said something about, you know, don't provoke a man. Yeah. You know, type situation. In this situation with the men, it's like, clearly, you shouldn't have to. Mm-hmm. We should have a utopian society where you can dress the way you want to and nobody will address you inappropriately or think about you inappropriately or act in a way that makes you uncomfortable. That's, I think, the utopian society perspective. Mm-hmm. What we have is a society where a teacher might be a pedophile, where a teacher might be more aggressive towards somebody. And not because it's a man, because that individual is what he is. And I think that a part of that means that we have to know where we at. I we got to be responsible with our actions and where we place ourselves and how we place ourselves there. If we're trying to avoid a particular outcome, potentially. I'm not going to let my daughter go to school wearing a mini skirt. But I'm not going to tell her it's because I don't want you to put yourself in a position where you make yourself. You make yourself a victim of this predator. I'm going to tell her I don't want you wearing short skirts because I don't think that's becoming. That's not what you need to be doing. That's not the kind of young lady that I'm raising. I'm not going to tell her that it's so that to cater to this man who who cannot control himself or that this might trigger him or it's not that I'm saying that girls should go to school showing their ass that absolutely of course not but I don't think that you should because when you do that so what if so what if it happens anyway is it still my fault am I supposed to try to figure out what it is that I did wrong because obviously I still put myself in a position to make myself a victim well I think when you say I'm not going to let my daughter wear that because that's not the kind of girl I'm raising. I think that's rooted in the idea that you don't want her to be perceived as fast. You don't want her to be perceived as a girl that's trying to put it all out there. I don't want her showing her ass. I don't show my ass. Like, I don't. Even if. Even if I sent her to an all girl school, I still wouldn't want her. Show, I wouldn't want her wearing short shit because I just don't want you doing it. Like, I just don't think that that's becoming... Like, that's not what I want you to be doing. It's not going to be because you're going to this school and the boys are going to think that you're easy and so they're going to be trying you because of this. Like, I just think that when you phrase it in that way, what happens if it still happens? How am I going to explain that now? Like, if I've been telling you, you can't dress this way because if you dress this way, men are going to do this. Don't put this on because men are going to do that. Don't wear this. Don't go in this place. Don't do all of this. So what happens when it Because ha- the thing is, it th- you can be dressed completely appropriately by society standards and still get raped. Date rape happens all the time. You don't have to be dressed. If somebody is that kind of a person with that kind of a mindset if a rapist is a rapist he's going to do that it don't matter what you have on if that's the kind of person that this is like i think the thing is that there's this idea that wearing a short skirt is what triggers it that's not what it is like this this is a rape this man is a rapist i don't know that rapists are created by short skirts or 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 low-cut blouses or like that's who you are if that's the kind of a man that you are that's what you're gonna do like i don't know that i'm gonna trigger that in you where it was lying dormant and and you're fine unless you see some breasts like i don't think that's how that works like but that's the that's the the argument that's made is that you make the situation worse by wearing this because that's going to trigger him. That's who he is. 
Like you have people who who like stalk folks and break into houses and like rape folks and it ain't got nothing to do with what they had on at the time. Like if that's who you are as a person, if if that's your defect, that's what you're going to do to me. Like I don't know that I'm triggering it cuz I I had on this, you know, these tight pants. Or, you're right. And I don't I don't believe that at all either. But in the society we live yeah. in, there are tons of men that will say she was asking for it. I don't think, I just don't think it's about, I think a lot of the dialogue and the hopeful things and what you're talking about and what I believe, because I believe what you're saying. Well, I but mean, I think, it's not that I'm not, okay. It's not about hopefulness and about, you know, wanting to live in a utopian society where you can wear what you want. I just think that the conversation doesn't need to be, you don't need to wear this because if you wear this, you're you going to be more likely to get raped. Like, I just don't think that that needs to be the conversation that's had but with I young think girls. It's, I think it's like, so tell me what's different in this situation. You don't need to drive in that neighborhood because they'll jack your car when we know that it happens consistently and often in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I think it is. I think it's, I think it the takes that is, specific context. But men are like a, a certain neighborhood you can avoid. I cannot avoid men in fucking general. They're everywhere. The difference is I can avoid that. As a woman, I can't avoid every man. I can't. There's no way for me to do that. And again, even if I'm completely dressed appropriately, I can still become a victim of somebody. Like, there's no way for me to really avoid that. Like, most rapes happen by people that you know and people that you trust. So the thing is, like, I can't avoid that neighborhood. There's not a possible way for me to do that. As a woman in society... Men are everywhere. And I and that's why I don't think it's about avoiding men. I think it's about avoiding those men. Which How there is no yeah. living way in hell <laughs> to identify what that man is. Mm-mm. But I just think it's a way of staying out of the neighborhood. I and just don't know that I don't know that my my I don't know that my I guess my issue is that I don't know that my chances of being raped are drastically reduced by dressing a certain way. Well, if that man that is a predator believes that a woman that wears a short skirt is asking for it or trying to, then that would increase the chances that you're the one that that demented individual would choose. Is that the is that the general mentality of rapists though? I don't know. I don't know. I don't I just don't know that that happens as all. I know there are men that think if, that. I don't know if rapists I don't know why rapists choose who they choose. It's a power dynamic, so it's probably something that indicated them they weak and will be a more suitable person to be quiet, not speak. It's, it's probably something along those lines. But even if we're not talking about... Let's not talk about rapists. Let's talk about the aggressive teenage boy in the class that mm. is rowdy, that would perceive you as being more fast or putting it out there. Let's talk about that dude that ain't a rapist but could turn to a rape easily because he thought that it would be okay. This is what's happening on college campuses. Because what happened on college campuses, we ain't saying that these are serial rapists. These are dudes that are very aggressive in this misogynistic society, entitled, and feel like they can take something and they will take it from a woman that have a low-cut shirt on or a mini skirt. That's that perception, I think, with those group, that group of, of people. I just think it's so many different dynamics to the kind of individuals that do this shit. I, I don't know. I, and, and again, back to specifically the, the situation that Erica was talking about. To say 
my daughter's gonna be a distraction for this teacher like no like again because we don't tell boys this and it's looked at differently when boys are preyed upon by these female teachers I, nobody's telling me I need to tell my son to be careful or because or, or, again this it's a huge thing like just google female teacher has sex with students and see how many cases like all of them don't make the news but that shit happens a lot these teachers are fucking these little boys like but nobody's telling the boys that they need to do something differently in order to not make themselves be victims of these predatory women because it's looked at differently because they're not really looked at as victims I mean, that's the societal standard when it comes to men versus women. That is sad. Women are protected. Women are guarded. And boys are not. Even even parents that parents be like, I'd rather have a girl. I mean, I'd rather have a boy because they could just be out there and do whatever. I don't, I'd rather not have a girl. Like, it's ingrained in our culture. And it's stupid because I got three brothers and they're idiots. I, I promise you like this is not even an exaggeration and any of them are listening to this I love you guys but y'all are idiots and you know it I'm the only girl three brothers like and it was the same situation where everybody felt like they had to protect me and watch out for me and hit this and that but I'm fine I'm the one that's okay like they got all of these different situations fucking going on so they were the ones you might have been needing to give a little bit of extra attention to but because they were boys oh they'll be fine that's they'll, what they'll make, figure it out that's what makes it cultural <laughs> and that what makes it a different situation when a female has sex with a boy versus a man having sex with a girl because even so sex is still regarded as something a man does to a woman either way that's just how we look at sex in our society even if it's a 16 year old boy and a 32 year old woman that is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's so everything in America is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like true. name some shit right now that's not ridiculous. That's true. I mean, <laughs> I I had a conversation with one of my friends before. This wasn't recent, but we have debates all the time. But he was saying that you know he doesn't like going to church and having like women that have on like form fitting dresses because it's a distraction motherfucker you're supposed to be thinking about jesus and if your mind is not on jesus it is not me and my dress's fault that's you something you need to have a conversation with the lord about like it's just again i, I just it's amazing to me that the the burden is put on women to help men control themselves like i'm supposed to do all i can because you're so fragile when it comes to this like you're strong and aggressive when everything else but women are your kryptonite and you need help in controlling yourself like we have to help you listen god sent that woman into the church <laughs> to show off his damn work okay <laughs> that's what he did so you can look at her pay attention to the preacher but look at her too god sent her there <laughs> She probably disappeared when she left the church. He just made a woman appear, walk into the church. This is what I did for y'all. And then she just disappeared when the church over. Oh, she don't shit. exist. That would be hilarious um, if that were true. <laughs> that would be an awesome God. But um, I don't know. I just, again, I just have a problem feeling like the burden is on me to help y'all do shit y'all just need to do anyway because that's what it feels like like all my life is i'm i've been conditioned or attempted to be because you know i'm stubborn so i've been attempted to be conditioned to believe that if a man get out of pocket i help contribute to that some kind of way if i'm wearing some shit that i wore because i liked it not because i'm thinking about you 
because I liked it, because I thought that skirt was cute, or because I thought that shirt was cute. And I'm helping to contribute to my own victimization because you can't control your goddamn self. Like, I just don't agree with that. And it annoys me every time I, I have these conversations about this because the thing is, like, it's ridiculous. Y'all, y'all are not that, like, out of control. You're not. You're not that. Like, it's an excuse. It's a cop out. That's what that is because you don't go around raping people. I'm sure you done seen a whole lot of people wearing some shit that, that show off everything. You didn't go running and jump on them just because you saw an ass or some titties. Like, that's not how that works. Like, I don't know. But I, I guess the like, question is, how do you address the idea that not all men do this thing? They do this thing more than anybody else does this thing. And you don't want those that would do it to do this thing. I don't know. And I think what you're saying is that there is really no correlation to what you wearing being what makes a man. Yeah, I don't feel like that is the case. But what if it is in isolated incidences? What if there was evidence that showed that what you wear is a determining factor in how these rapists rape? I feel like as much as this conversation happens, if that was the case, we would have like seen the evidence of that by now. Because this this is a conversation that happens all the time, and I don't know. Again, I think I have a different perspective on this because I am a woman who has the burden of dressing to help you out. <laughs> like, and that, it annoys me that this is something that I, I have to do. I think it was- I, uh, the because of the possibility that one of y'all will look at what I have on and decide, okay, that's the one. I don't like having to do that. Y'all don't have to fucking do that. And I just I I I think it would be hard to do that kind of research because everybody that has raped and been caught are probably now getting raped. <laughs> so it's kinda like they don't have the motivation to say why, you know, they how they raped and what they well, did. You is know. this the conversation that's had with prisoners? Like when prisoners go to prison, do they sit them down and say, hey, make sure that your shirt's buttoned up all the way because if they see a little bit of your chest, you know, they're going to think that you down and, and, and they're going to get you. Like, is that a conversation that you had with the prisoners when they go to prison? Because it it's might. the same situation. Like, make sure that you, you know, you dress when you out. Don't don't have your shirt off because that's a signal. Like, do they do that with them? It might. Because it's the same situation. Men get raped in prison. It happens. That might be a dialogue. I don't think that that's the case. Again, it's about power and control. You're weaker than me. And now this is a way for me to dominate you. I can't dominate outside of here because I'm locked in these four walls. So I'm just going to do the next best thing, which is your little bitty ass. So that's what happens. Like, I just, I don't know. I disagree with what Erica said. And a lot of people did. And people got in her mentions and they discussed their displeasure. Um, I saw some think pieces by some actual rape victims who didn't appreciate it um, because and that's the thing that a lot of people like my friend has asked me before like you know why rape victims don't come forward and and a lot of this conversation has to do with that because you know I've heard people say that you know when they reported the police treat them like they had something to do with it like what were you wearing what did you do you know what I'm saying like why would you want to go through that I'm coming to you for help but I'm getting questioned like I'm the perpetrator or like I did something wrong and that's another problem with this whole situation is that when you have people that are actual victims a lot of times they get treated like poorly because of that like well what did you do to contribute to this 
nothing. Like, minding my fucking business. That's what I did. Like, I don't know. It and well, my thing is is it's one of those difficult situations because for me, I'm a variable person. It's a million endless variables. I agree with Erica Badu and I disagree. It's context in which what she said fits and it's context in which what she said doesn't fit. It context in what she said applies to somebody that could have been raped by not doing that thing and it's context in which she invalidates somebody that did everything that she said she was doing and was raped. Everybody has experienced all of these different contexts. So I understand. I think that we got to find a better way to have this dialogue and a better way to be more inclusive of everybody because everybody gets mad because that situation wasn't mine and I did what you said. But it was somebody else's situation. You know, it's too many variables to just say it's black. It's not black and white. It's gray. Everything is gray. Everything is gray. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, there is somebody out there who knows that what they had on was not wrong, but what they had on was what gave somebody the reason that something happened to them that were raped. How is this conversation any differently from sometimes people get pulled over by the police and they belligerent and they, and they get out of pocket and, and, and they contribute to what happens. And then other times you just get a cop who don't like niggas and you get your ass whooped. How and is this different? People get belligerent and get a cop that is okay and can yeah. take that and don't nothing happen. Like the variables are too endless for me personally to adhere to any side of anything. But people are a lot more willing to see the side of these cops are out. Like I don't know. I don't know. I've had this conversation well, with I men mean, before. When it comes to cops, when it comes to cops and black folks, the statistics are speaking loud. The numbers <laughs> are speaking. For the, we don't even have to tell the story when you try to interpret the numbers it tells some stories with that situation either the cops are disproportionately affecting black people or black people are just deservingly more unruly and deserve most of this stuff that's happening to them it's one of those two things and I'm not inclined to believe that any particular culture deserve anything because everybody in every culture act the same ways and sometimes in certain circumstances you know what I'm saying yeah. and so the statistics speak for that situation we're talking about a very, very subjective, private, personal context in which a lot of people, a lot of people still hadn't even came to grips with what happened, let alone the ones who have the variety in which they happen. But you know again, what I'm a lot of the reason why they don't come forward is because, again, this conversation here, where it's how am I going to be treated? Like, what is going to be the perception? Are they going to think that it's my fault? Like, I had some, I don't ever want. And I know this is nothing I can do about this. I don't want my daughter to be in a situation where if she gets raped, she has to question whether or not it's her fault or whether or not. Do I go to the police? Because are they going to blame me? Are they going to feel like, am I going to be treated like I had something to do with this? Like, this is my fault. Like, the thing about rape is already such a fucking just horrible situation for somebody to go through and then to add guilt on top of that of was, was it my fault that this happened to me like this horrible thing already happened and on top of that now I gotta feel like it's my fault like I should have done something differently this is my fault that this happened instead of this is a sick individual who did something wrong like the answer is she shouldn't have to but in the society that we have, that ain't shit, <laughs> that is very broken, extremely you know, misguided men with guided missiles. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
it's a situation. It, it is, is a situation. And unfortunately, yes, your daughter will go into that police station and all those things that she fears will probably be true. And this is why <coughs> I don't know that I want to have any children. Like, conversations, it's, I'm serious, because I just, the world that we have now is like so not conducive to trying to raise kids that these kind of, that terrifies me. Like, that really does. It just makes me not even want to fucking bother with kids. Like, seriously, I, my, I got a dog. I don't have to worry about him dealing with none of this shit. He just living his life. You know what? Anybody listening to this podcast, should go watch Rick and Morty. <laughs> it's an episode called Gazorpazorp, in which women have taken over the whole planet. Oh, yeah. And when boys are born, they shoot them out into the wilderness. <laughs> and women have established this whole utopian society where it's just women. And the boys get shot outside. And this is the crazy part. It's so connected to the sexual savagery of the male species that they've created sex bots that they send out for the, the males to have sex with. Like, it's the full representation of this conversation. It is. It is. I just thought about that. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Y'all should go watch Rick and Morty. It's, it's an interesting show. Hilarious. And that episode particularly caters to this dialogue. <laughs> Well, that's all I have for our natural selection. That went on a long time, didn't it? You did a number <laughs> on the time. <laughs> I did it last week, though. Look, that I feel very strong. I knew that's why I saved that one for last <laughs> because this is something I just feel very strongly about as somebody that's worked with rape victims and have had these conversations with men and, and heard the mentality. And it's just like, what the fuck? Like, it ain't hard enough being a woman. I'm a black woman in America. Shit. Can I get a break? Damn it. <laughs> okay. So, deliberate nonsense. <laughs> about to get into deliberate nonsense. I'm going to cut some of it, though. It's cool. I'm so sorry. No, don't apologize. Don't apologize. Like I said, it, it was. I wanted to cut some, and I'm glad that we got to. <laughs> but I like the conversation. The conversation been good. Anyway. But. All right. The first thing I got is about Hillary Clinton and CP time. This bitch. Okay. Every week. Now this is gonna connect to something we were talking about a little bit earlier. If y'all didn't know, Hillary Clinton had a, a own stage. No, De Blasio and one of the actors from Hamilton. They had a thing, and mm -hmm. Hillary Clinton showed up out of nowhere. De Blasio came in and said he was late and said I came in on CP time. We all know that CP time means color people time. Sean Hannity act like he didn't know what CP time meant, but man, he probably call it nigga time, but <laughs> he said he didn't know what CP time was before this whole debacle happened. And he, he, he said that it was cautious politician time. Sir. <laughs> On the stage with Hillary Clinton. Now, he the one that said it, but and when you read all the articles, it talk about how cringeworthy the moment was and clearly it was scripted clearly it was written clearly there are some black people i assume that saw that script well at least the hamilton actor that was on the <laughs> stage with them and said it was okay so that caused a lot of backlash for hillary clinton she's she separated herself from de blasio the first part of it is de blasio's wife is black and he got two kids that look black 
And the reason I know this is because when the Ferguson situation was happening, he was getting a lot of grief in New York because he was in support of, you know, being an African-American kid and the way that they treat about a police officer. So I know that situation because of that. So how much, how much wiggle room do he got? None. <laughs> None. <laughs> he, okay. So Negro by Association. No. You don't get what do you get? Okay. It's not what a thing. Negro by Association get? What do you get? You don't get nothing. Like anything? No. You I get feel- to experience the pleasantness of African American. And in we're your, really in your nice. Aura, exactly. In your circle. We're we're your we're we're awesome. Amazing. Um, but here's the thing. I think people re- don't realize that while your spouse is black and may accept these things. They are not representative as the culture whole. <laughs> and so just because she might be cool with that shit, it doesn't give you a pass to do it with other people. It's the same conversation that we have about white people who have black friends that allow them to say nigga. They might, but don't get in a group of, of unknown black people and say that shit because it's not going to transfer. It ain't going to translate. You can be with another black person and say that shit and still get stomped out. So I don't know that you get anything by association like... I mean, people might be a little less suspicious of you, you know, when you show up on the scene, you know, they might not be as suspicious because, oh, he, he married to this black, okay, he picked out him a black woman. But as far as, like, being able to say that shit, I just don't think that translates well. I don't I don't think you get that just because you married to this, this black lady. Like, it's not okay. Again, it might be okay for her, but she don't represent us. She's not our representative. Okay, so that's the situation that happened. I got a question for you, though. The question is... Is there anything that a white person can do to foster a connection with African-American community? Because clearly that was something that was written that they thought might somehow make them feel more connected. I guess I don't know, but I know that I know that Hillary is constantly trying to wrangle in the black vote. So is there anything that a white person can do to get more connected? Outside of just being a white person that black people accept. I just don't understand why they always think that you got to talk like me or you got to have my mannerisms for me. Like it's, it's like the white person that you work with that, that talk regular, but then when they get to you, they be like, what's up, girlfriend? Like that kind of shit. Like, why you had to do that? You ain't do that when you was talking to Sally. You could come over here and say hey to me regular. You think that makes it more comfortable for me? This awkward as shit now. Like, it's, a, it's a scene from Scrubs, which was my all-time favorite show for some time, where Turk which is the black doctor was introduced to the new head and he was the only black surgeon and it showed him going down the line shaking everybody's hand like hey nice to meet you and then hey nice to meet you and when it got to turkey he was like what up dog <laughs> <laughs> and then he just you know it zoomed in on his face and it was weird but I guess it's that phenomenon like I think that's unconscious yeah I mean I- it's unconscious <laughs> when white people do it I think and I think it's rooted in trying to be connected to something that they don't understand, that they are not connected to, that they don't know how to connect I to. Guess. But is there anything that they can do on purpose? If we're talking about this being unconscious, is there anything that white people can do on purpose that would that for you would mean that they're a little bit more connected? Like, I mean, I f- Bernie. You know, I'm a Bernie supporter. I feel like he right now he the less of the evils, but he like Mark, like he did his part to help out. 
I feel like me seeing you like authentically giving a shit and, and helping out with the cause. Okay, that's enough. Like, I don't ever, as a black person in, in, in Alabama, my workplace, well, no, my, the workplace I'm in now is actually predominantly black, but my previous workplace was not. I never felt a need to like go in and like white up my, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just speak. I say hey to you the same way I'm gonna say hey to anybody. Like, I never feel a need to alter my approach when I'm talking to somebody that's white or Asian or of another like I never feel a need to like change it up so you gonna feel more comfortable because it makes it awkward like so I, I don't I don't know that you other than being authentic and like you know if, if, if you believe in the causes that black people are fighting for now and you know just throwing your hat in the mix i think that's enough but doing shit like this like it doesn't make me more comfortable for you to try to talk like me because it never comes out right and it's always awkward and now it's like weird because i don't know what to do with this now <laughs> like well is there anything because you're throwing a backwards cap in a joint jersey with a chain hell no and rings <laughs> on all her fingers i'm now just being racist to black people basically <laughs> i'm saying but like that's that's essentially like how ridiculous that sounds that's that's how weird that situation is for you to be talking about cb time like it don't translate because it's not authentic it's just awkward the same way where your co-worker if your co-worker come and be like what's up girlfriend or what up player it don't translate well that's not how you regularly talk this is not something that you're comfortable with and so it comes across that way and now it's just weird and i don't know what the fuck to say back to you now <laughs> so in so in the last dialogue we had about Rachel Dolezal mm -hmm. and trying to bridge the gap of whether you just continue to be that white person that don't really know how to connect versus diving into that culture <laughs> pretending to be that, there is nothing that a white person can do. I mean, I, okay, okay, I'll tell you what I think, what I think uh, white people can do. Because when you talk about cultural appropriation, I think the major part of cultural appropriation is not knowing what you're appropriating, <laughs> not knowing what you are taking. And I think a part of cultural appropriation is not knowing whether you're making a mockery of that thing or paying tribute to that thing. Because I think that if you got a tattoo of a dream catcher, I think if you knew what tribe that particular dream catcher came from and can educate other people about what a dream catcher is, I think that's different than saying, oh, that was cute. <laughs> so I put that thing on. So I think that one thing that white people can do that are interested in that is learn as much as you can about the culture. Immerse yourself in understanding the struggle that African-Americans have had. Not quite like Rachel. Don't go as far as Rachel. You know. I mean... If you do, you get a book deal. So you might want to try it. Race went too far. <laughs> but I mean, I, I think that's, I guess that's all you can do. Because at the end of the day, I really don't care what you do, what you say, how you act. I'm going to judge your character on what I see that's internal. Like the way you speak all this, I got a lot of processing to do to assess you. But yeah. the rest of the world going to look at you and going to say, you can't do that. You can't say that. You can't be that. You can't be this. So it's just weird. Like when I was in college, like, you know, the white fraternities, I don't know if this is like specific to their fraternity. I never really understood. And I never felt a need to look it up. But they would be riding around campus talking about get her done. Get her done. I don't know where that comes from. Do you know? Larry the cable guy. Like, okay. 
Never felt the need to like when I was having a conversation with somebody that I knew was. In, I never felt the need to like go up and be like, "Get her done!" Like I never for what? Like that isn't a part of my. Like that's not a part of our thing. That's that's what you do with your folks, and that's fine. I don't have to be a part of that. I don't have to be a part of everything. I don't have to be included in everything. I can come up to you, have a conversation with you like a regular person, and I don't think. That I need to change myself in such a way that's going to make you more comfortable. Because I don't think you're going to be uncomfortable. For what? We're just having a conversation. If you come over to me and say, hey, that's fine. But don't come over and be like, what's up, girl? Because <laughs> it's weird now. So we're talking about the people that are doing this weird unconscious addressing the black people. Maybe it's not always unconscious. Maybe sometimes it's conscious. But what about when you want to be involved in something? Let's not be as big as culture. Let's activity that's going on. I mean, look, AKAs, Sigmas. I mean, I hate to go back to college, but they're white people in predominantly black fraternities and sororities. They were included. I And I've seen, they don't act a certain way. I've seen them that they're just as white as white can be, but they're wanted to be a part of this fraternity and they let them in. They didn't have to like black it up to do that I think you can be authentically yourself all groups are not going to be accepting but that's not an indicator of something being wrong with you it may be something wrong with that group maybe they're not inclusive enough or maybe they're not open minded enough you just said you're going to judge somebody based on their character there's a lot of black people that are like that and those are the black people that you can be authentically yourself with and still get included Find those people. Mm-hmm. Like, the ones that are going to be closed-minded and that, that are not going to trust you or want you around simply because you white, don't try... To, why would you want to be included with that group anyway? You know what I'm saying? Like, there are plenty of people who are open-minded and who are willing to, like, let you in because you're a good person. Like, be authentically yourself. That always comes across better than you perpetrating something that you're not. Because it comes off weird. <laughs> like, it just does. It's strange. And now we're all awkward and don't know what to do with this. <laughs> like, you can you can always ask your friends, your black friends for black cards. <laughs> we have those in our wallets. We keep them. <laughs> don't <laughs> use it all in one yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. Don't use them all in one place. <laughs> and not it's not the black card, not like the you know money black the card. Money, no. It's the you know Negro black card. <laughs> We don't have those, what you're saying. Because <laughs> it'll be somebody like, I heard all that podcast that y'all have black cards. I need one. But that, I think that's my perspective with Hillary Clinton. I think she just need to be her damn self. Yes, she does. Just be you. Just be yourself. Look, just be yourself. You winning right now, and it ain't because of this shit you doing. It's in spite of this shit. Yeah, you're like, you winning right now, and you it's just winning. Of you know what I mean? You just winning it. it you don't have to do jokes on on the stage no. to get any more supporters. Like you got what you got. You a politician, not a comedian anyway. You're yeah. not fucking funny. Like Don't come out here with no joke. Anything that's racially related, you need to stay away for, from it. And and for you as a politician, what you can do is change legislation that has disparities. Work on the justice system, work on the police. Work on all these things to help lives for black people and then black people will be on your side forever. Basically. Like, you don't have to have gimmicks trying to wrangle in the black vote. Just be an advocate for black. And you got some catching up to do because of the super uh, super predator thing that a lot of people giving you a lot of flack about, yeah. but it is what it is. 
But just be yourself, folks. Like, if again, there are plenty of people that are willing to include you with you being yourself. And those are the people that you want to be included with anyway. So just be yourself. Stop trying to... Don't try to be me. You're not me, and it's weird when you're trying to be... Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the next thing I got, the last thing I got is... President Obama and what he doing for some felonies. Now, I know a lot of people got problems with President Obama, black and white. Yeah. What he has done, what he hasn't done. What I kind of equate President Obama term in office is me and you, everybody, being told that their objective is to get into a room <laughs> in a house. Like breakout. Yeah, well, because you, you get it break in, break in. <laughs> but there is a locked fence between you and that place, and barbed wire on the top of it, and you can't get in. The only thing I mean to say is that there have been significant barriers in his situation. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to focus on some things that he has done. So Obama has previously pardoned like 90 felons, and has also taken in a lot of time to try to reform some of the situations for felonies my dad is a felon and so this is what this is something that hits home for me in terms of seeing this kind of legislation passed because what you're talking about is a person that okay let's go back to the history after slavery ended after world war ii they made a whole bunch of different crimes felonies Vagrancy, which is basically homelessness. homelessness yeah. Loitering, which is basically standing around. Theft. They made all of these things felonies. And guess who the predominant group of people after World War II were getting apprehended for these things? Couldn't have been black people. I mean, it was black people. <laughs> <laughs> they were getting apprehended for these things. Literally, for not having anywhere to live. Because once you get out of jail, you can't, you can't get an apartment. Mm-hmm. Well, we, if we talk about back then, you can't. But today, if you get when you get out of jail, can't get no apartment because they got housing laws, and yep. the housing laws are saying that if you got a felony, you can't live here. Or for some of them, if you have a family member that has a felony, you can't live here. Well, President Obama administration has addressed that in terms of pro- providing a mandate that says that. You can't just turn somebody away because of crimes that they committed or mm-hmm. arrests. I don't think it was failing. I think it was more so arrests. They turn people away if they had arrests. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, a, a, a movement called Ban the Box, which is basically if any application you ever filled out had a box that say, have you ever committed any felonies? Mm-hmm. Trying to get that removed from applications. Just so a a ex-felon has an opportunity to maybe explain their situation. It kind of get them in the door. The no isn't just from having that check mark, check box, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, marked on the application. Yeah. President Obama during this term has decreased the disparity from cocaine and crack. If you don't know about that, cocaine is a privileged drug. And crack is a drug that poor people have. Mm-hmm. And you had to have a trunk full of cocaine versus a small handful of rocks to get the same amount of time. 
You know what I'm saying? And so it indicates that the drug that is most expensive that poor people can't afford, you can have more of it and get in less trouble. But that little bit of drugs that you have for the poor people that can only access this particular drug, mm -hmm. they go to jail more. He has reduced that disparity. It shortens some sentences. And from the from moving forward, it's going to stop that disparity in the justice system from poor people suffering the, suffering the cost for those things versus, you know, wealthy people. Felons, felons can't, they can't get Pell Grants. So, think of it like this. Back, back in the early times when there was something called convict leasing, where basically sheriffs would still be able to get paid for convicts, for farms and logging companies and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. So, you got a situation, and it's still going on today. I mean, you can call it modern-day slavery. You can call it whatever you want to. I mean, clearly there's a bunch of people going to say that they shouldn't have did the shit they did to get where they at. But when you look at the disproportionate numbers of who are getting there versus their counterparts not getting there, then we go into the system issues. But you got a person that went to jail. They didn't get rehabilitated. What they did was they worked for a whole bunch of companies that pay these jails for free labor. You know what I'm saying? The same job that they pay somebody $17 an hour for out here that go to school and apply for it, they got somebody making the same little devices and doing all the same stuff in jail. So there's no rehabilitation going on. It's just a lot of working and getting raped. But after that part, you get out of jail, okay? You're out of jail now. And one, you can't get a job because all of them ask about this box. Mm -hmm. And hey, well, I do have a felony. I can't do that. Two, you can't vote. So you can't even vote somebody in. You can't have a say in who would actually help you with that legislation and help that legislation change. Number three, well, at the bare minimum, let's find somewhere to live. You know, but you get there and because you have a felony, you can't live anywhere. And then maybe you wouldn't even try to think about trying education, but you can't because you can't get a Pell Grant. And so this all is a catalyst to going right back into the crime. That's why the recidivism right <laughs> Yeah, and going right back into the system. So, God damn it. Fucking alarm. Right back into the system. So this sends you right back into the system. And the only thing I wanted to talk about right now is how President Obama is changing a lot of that legislation and looking at the reform for that stuff. And he's been doing it over the whole course of the presidency, but it looks like small changes because, like I said, he done had that fence in front of him as he's been trying to get into that door that's been blocking anything and everything that he's been trying to do. And he's really been out of spite because a lot of the stuff just makes sense. Yep. Like, who can argue about the disparity between cocaine and crack, hard crack and soft crack? Who, who can argue that it's just been out of spite it's just been to disagree which is another problem that i it. have with politics it's because it's not what's best for the people it's what's best for my party so even though this may make sense my party didn't come up with it so it sucks like what the fuck politics sucks politics it. sucks ass that's but that's all i got ain't got nothing else all right i did want to didn't want to talk about something just because somebody on facebook uh, on one of my posts said he hoped that this made it to the podcast but uh so i work in shelby county 
Shelby County is a predominantly white county. And sometimes when I go down there and waiting to meet people, I go to Jack's. Go to a restaurant. I like Jack's. It's delicious. They had some pork chop. They were delicious. Didn't expect them to be delicious, but they were. Every single Jack's I've ever been in in plays Fox News. Every <laughs> single one of them. That's all that's ever on the TV. If you go to a Jack's and you see them playing something different, it's just like a fast food joint. If you listen and don't mm-hmm. know a Jack's, it's just a fast food joint. Burgers, shakes, and you know, fries, chicken, whatever. But if you find a Jack's that ain't playing Fox News, let me know because they must be contracted <laughs> to play Fox News. I don't know. It's like they tell the employee, the only thing we play is Fox News. <laughs> but this particular day, I was the only black male in there. It was some young teenage black girls in there. But Fox News was playing as it normally do. And a report came out about Chicago and about how they found a lot of racial disparity in the police systems. And what the lady said, it seems like everybody quieted down at the exact moment. (laughs) She said, studies have shown that police disproportionately target African Americans. And I swear, everybody (laughs) looked at me. Everybody looked at me at that moment. And they, I was just eating my pork chop. They wanted to know what's I was unbothered. I was like, yep. <laughs> Pretty much. Wow. It's just another day in the neighborhood for me. That that ain't new. That's so that hilarious. is not new. That wasn't new to me. <laughs> you know, but they, they looked with such disapproval like I'm the one that told the news reporter. <laughs> like I went into the TV, told her, hey, say this. While I'm in Jack's eating this delicious pork chop. And, you know, they looked at me like that. I was like, okay. That is hilarious. <laughs> but it's a lot of uncomfortable moments like that. Like, I've had clients tell me stuff like, I do want to let you know that my neighbors don't like black people. <laughs> so, if you see them, just kind of avoid them a little bit. Or I had one say something like, I do want to let you know that you are in a city that it's probably only three other black people in. So, follow me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like shit. That happens in the counties that I work in. No. <laughs> Confederate flags everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I mean I I'm not bothered by Confederate flags, but you know, just to give you kind of some insight to the the places that I be at, it's very easy for me I'm to I'm not be bothered by them, but their presence is an indicator sometimes that shit might not go your way. <laughs> yeah, just avoid that. Yeah. Um our governor's still a fuckboy. Just want to put that out. Did you see the latest thing? What else he do? He, in 2014, sent a chopper from Tuscaloosa, no, from Gulf Shores back to Tuscaloosa to pick up his wallet because he left his wallet at a restaurant there. He used tax money to fly a fucking helicopter to go retrieve his wallet. And he's talking about, it's a it's a security breach, you know. I'm the governor. I, I need my identification, and I had to have money to eat. What? Motherfucker? You sent a helicopter to go? They could overnight that shit to you? From Tuscaloosa to Gulf Shores? If you're not from Alabama, that shit is, it's all in Alabama. Like, this wasn't across the country. Shit is in another city in Alabama, and you sent a helicopter to go get your your wallet. And then he's trying to say, "Well, I, I just told them to get it to me as fast as possible. I didn't tell them to use the helicopter." So you trying to tell me that some aide who who get paid ten dollars an hour got the power to say, "All right, let's use the chopper. Choppers up. Let's go get his wallet." No, 
You told them to use that damn child. I'm not. I'm not believing that you didn't have nothing to do with the the fact that they used a helicopter to get I your wallet. I did see that him and the mistress went to a Celine Dion concert on taxpayer dollar that was reimbursed by the Republican National Convention or something like that. Our governor ain't shit. You hear me? His Mr. Burns looking ass ain't shit. I just couldn't believe that. Listen, like, listen, oh my listen, God. listen. Find me a governor that is shit. Well, that's true. Okay. But if I, you're a politician, <laughs> if you call yourself a poor politician or a career politician, now if you're just hopeful and you're trying to get into politics so you can make change, you're not a politician. Okay. <laughs> That's not you. For people who have molded and catered their lives to be in politics, you ain't shit. Basically. You're never going to be. <laughs> and the best thing you can do is to pretend to do shit for the people. That's the best thing that you can do. And you better pretend well. This man ain't even been pretending. No, he don't even give, at this point, I feel like he don't even give a fuck no more because all of this stuff coming out, he's just unapologetic. He like, well, of course I sent a, t- a helicopter. I had to have my wallet. I had to eat. You couldn't borrow $20 for somebody to get you something to eat today overnight is your wallet? Like, I just, it, I just, I read that and I, I had to go make sure it was on a reputable site because the shit sound like satire. That doesn't sound like no shit somebody would actually do. But yeah, he sent the helicopter to retrieve his wallet. A state funded helicopter. Because he had that he had to get his ID. So he couldn't wait. Entitlement. <laughs> Entitled ass. <sighs> oh, ridiculous. What are we gonna do about it? What are we gonna do about it, Red? Shit, I and, and okay, I'm not gonna say that because somebody'll do it and then I'll get blamed. I don't know, because he ain't going to step down. Short of him getting assassinated or being impeached, he's not going nowhere. He's not going to step down. He's not going to step down. This is probably pretty stressful for him. He might have a heart attack. He is old. That shit. Um, I don't think he's stressed, though. He seemed cool. Like, he seemed very unbothered by all this stuff to me. Like, he don't seem like he give a fuck, honestly. Like, I don't think he care. He seemed cool, like. Then, what Talladega Mayor did? <laughs> did he like have a have a sex affair with one of his friends' he wife? He had an affair and, with one of video? his friends' wife, and the friend found out and whooped his ass. Now, mind you, both of these men are in their seventies. That's what makes this so fucking ridiculous. Like they were in their seventies at the time that the fight happened. Like they were old as shit. Yeah. That's I'm if if y'all didn't know that's where I'm originally from Talladega Alabama, Shake and Bake Talladega Nights yes that racetrack is there Ricky Bobby is not but um yeah he he had sex with his friend's wife and the friend found out about it and whooped his ass and he ended up in the hospital and they both are like in their seventies mm-hmm. and she in her seventies too like what the fuck are y'all doing like yeah they keeping their love life sparked up I guess so they. Uh, Got a lot more going on in their life than hey, I have. Have you heard about how much sex they have in nursing homes? I know. And all the, the STDs that get transferred because all of they they from the they're from the generation that had to really be concerned about pregnancy. And when you're old, you don't have to worry about that. So that's all the fuck they're concerned about. They're not worried about this other stuff. So yes, they have a lot of sex in nursing homes and there's a lot of STDs in nursing homes. So, you know, that's a good th- good note to end the show on <laughs> with that image in your brain. Your yeah. granny and your grandpa. Yeah. That's nasty. <laughs> but natural. <laughs> <laughs>
It's what happens. It's the truth. Yeah. It's a fact. <laughs> anyway, you got anything else? I believe that's it. Well, until we con the next conversation. We out. Holla. Holla.